You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You hear it? Yeah. Okay. I'm getting out. What's up, guys? Welcome back to episode 140 of Psychotic and Iconic. Paul's here along with my co-host Nick Theories and Philly Phil. Thank you to everybody that's tuned in to our live stream tonight. If you haven't done so already, please go ahead and share it live on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. Thank you to everybody that likes, follows, and subscribes to all of our platforms. If you need merch, send us a DM. Tanks, hoodies, long sleeves, and T-shirts. What's up, brother? What's up, man? We're going back to the bowl, baby. That's right. The bowl, bro. Regular. Yeah, it's regular man. now. How did you celebrate? Uh, I stuffed one. That's not a bad idea. Yeah. No, I was. it was... Uh, you it was family? You were friends? I was with family. Um, it's wild, dude. I can't believe... I really can't believe they're going back to the Super Bowl. I can. I can. To, to a degree, yes. I know. I mean, well, for me, it's just like what happened after they won the Super Bowl, how the whole house got torn down, yeah. and then it got built back up so quickly, and you you didn't lose any capital. In fact, you gained draft capital. I just, it's amazing what happened. But that's what happens when you have a good GM that can make Correct. you know off-season acquisitions that legitimately pinpoint every need that you need, unlike the Cowboys. It's so funny because our previous pause, maybe like about a year ago. We were trashing how he broke. I know. You I don't think him, you called him a weasel. I still think that you did. You said Howie, Howie the weasel. Howie the weasel. Well, he did my man like that. He did eleven the wrong way. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, my bad. But he, I didn't like what he did when he drafted Hertz over Wentz. Now, obviously, it was the, warranted. I, I mean, it makes sense now. Mm -hmm. It's kind of hard, kind of hard to argue the point. Right. But, I mean, when you look at it. It's always good looking at hindsight because, they, of course, you can say, I, well, look, I told you so. You know what I mean? But, like, at the same time, man, hats off, man. That that roster is loaded, dude. I'm excited for They're the Super Bowl. They're not going anywhere. I'm excited for the Super Bowl, man. That was an awesome game. I was with my family. Um, the Goffar, man, he was going nuts. Really? Oh, yeah. It was it was, it was was fun, dude. We had a good time. When, it was with my uncles. How crazy did it go when Devontae caught was that there. Ball? Huh? How crazy was it when Devontae oh, caught that ball? Oh, it was nuts. It was insane, dude. That's when I was like, whoa, this is it. Yo, like, yeah, we ain't losing this game. Once he caught that, then I knew we weren't losing this game. The, the If he caught it, how, did he catch it? He caught it. It counted. My thing is with Devontae, the, I, knew, I know we talk about the leaps that hate, that uh, Jalen Hurts took, and I know that yeah. they're, they're huge, but the leap that he took also. He was a thousand yard receiver. Devontae, he was awesome this year. Yeah, he, he really was. I mean, I mean, now that's, that's a testament to Jalen Hurts' growth, 
But I mean, they the Eagles have legitimate two wide receiver ones. Uh, Devontae Smith is him. You think he's a one? You think if he put him on another team and he was the buy, he, he was the wide receiver by himself, he could be the one? I think he could do See, it. See, I think the opposite. I think he plays his role really well, especially with AJ Brown. And you got Dallas Goddard too. So, like, I feel like it, it helps him out. And do you think he's on the same level or better than Michael Pittman? I would argue he's better. That's maybe, what I'm saying, because I think Pittman's a two. I think Pittman has different attributes than Smith. Like, I think he can go up and go get the ball, just like Smith can. I was going to say, I think, I think he's can. taller, too, though, Pittman. I don't know. Is he? I don't know, because Smith is pretty, pretty tall. He's lanky as shit, lanky, I'll tell you yeah, that. Yeah. But Pittman's a, a much uh, more physical um, Your dad over here saying Smitty's a solid two. He needs major pause. I was saying the same thing. <laughs> solid two? Yeah, he's so... But all right, guys, we're moving on to our daily news. Broncos hire Sean Payton. Wow, this is breaking news. That what do you think? Uh, first instinct, I was like, what did they give up for him? Because um, the Broncos, they they traded all their picks for for Russell Wilson. But then I remember they got the, the you know the first round uh, draft choice back from the Dolphins for Bradley Chubb. So then I was like, okay, if they use that, they go get a coach. Then that's it's it's worth it because you spent all that money on Russell Wilson. You gave up the boat in terms of draft picks, and then money, some. and that yeah for for your quarterback. Now you got to go and get the head coach and make it right because you can't go down like that. You have too much invested. You have to go out and go get that guy. And the GM or the owner is he's he's the owner of Walmart literally. Yeah. So he has Walmart money to go blow and go get a Sean Payton. So I I, I love the move. They it was. I think he's the only uh, coach available that could fix Russell Wilson. Will he fix him? I don't. I don't know. I. I, I don't. I have my reservations for that. But he is the best choice to to do that. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Sean Payton was the best route they could have gone. I don't think he'll fix Russell Wilson because I think that Russell Wilson's unfixable because I think he's washed up. Um, but for me, if there's anything left in the tank, mm -hmm. he'll be able to pull it out. Um, but I, I just, I believe with Russell Wilson, there's very, very little to, to get out of him due to diminishing athleticism. And I just, I don't like what I saw from him last year. And like I said, uh, I know Hackett, Hackett had his issues, but there were just certain things that Russell Wilson was doing mm -hmm. that were just, they were off. They were not Russell Wilson like, and for me, I know the team around him is good, mm -hmm. but then it turned into the offensive line needs to upgrade. Oh, no, I'm not hearing that. But my thing is, is how do you upgrade? You're in cap hell. You don't have draft picks. And you just gave up the first that you got for Bradley Chubb. Yep. So you got that. Now you got rid of that. I, I mean, they're, and here's the thing. with Sh The reason they hired Sean Payton is they had to go all in on Russ now. They have no choice because there's no way out of that contract no, for another can't. two or three years. Yep. And nobody's going to trade for him right now because his value is at rock bottom. Because, I mean, I'm pretty sure that the majority of the league and people watching think he's washed. I'll say this though. If, if um, Russell Wilson, he might not have to do much on Denver with Sean Payton. Like if they just score 20 points, they're, they're going to, they're going to win football games. Dude, their defense is really, really good. Do you think they can score 20 points? Uh, I mean, that's, that's the goal. That's why you go out and go get a Sean Payton. Right. I mean, look, I, I yeah. think they can win football games. I think they'll be much better than they were this year. Here's the problem in terms of win loss record. But that division yeah. is stacked. Too. I was just going to say that. So the Chargers are going to be better. Yeah. We're going to get to uh, Kellen Moore. Chargers are going to be better. Chiefs aren't going anywhere. I mean, so to me, even 
even with Sean Payton, the Broncos are the third best team in that division, maybe second. You could argue for second, but I don't think that they are. I don't think so either. So but... I would say at best they're third in their division. And that's the Jaguars are coming. I mean, that the, the the whole AFC is tough. Well, I think Sean Payton is a friendly quarterback coach, though. Yeah. I mean, he was five and one with Teddy Bridgewater. He was seven two with Taysom Hill, and he was five and two with Jameis Winston. That's really good. Yeah. And if you have Russell Wilson, who people still believe he is one of the top quarterbacks in the league, you know, I don't know. I mean, obviously Sean Payton must feel the same way, or he thinks he could fix him. So if he if he has those records with those three quarterbacks, I think the win-loss record is going to be a much improved next year. Well, they only won, what, four or five games? I think they were five five games. Yes, yeah, so they were trash. Yeah, so they, I, yeah, they have. That's what I'm saying. So they were so low this year that they can only go up. Right. So, I mean, anything's an improvement from what it was, as long as they look like a functioning offense. I agree. I just uh, – I, I don't know if this catapults them to Super Bowl status. They're though. not – I still don't believe that they're a contender. If, I, I think that they can compete for a, a playoff spot. What are, what are they missing? We talked about this on last week, I believe. And you asked me that question. I said, I think they need a running, another running back. I think they need a tight end. And I think they need another wide receiver. This was before Sean Payton. Yeah. Now, what do you think? I think it all boils down to what is left in Russell Wilson's tank. And I don't, even if they got another wide receiver, I don't think they can get a wide receiver that's going to be as impactful as you will need. Because I've said this before, Russell Wilson's greatness was relying upon, upon his athleticism and his escapability and making plays on the move. I don't think that Russ has that okay. anymore, and I think Russ is reluctant to do that now. And it's very similar. Remember when RG3 got hurt and he decided he wanted to be a pocket passer? Yep. And it was it doesn't work because that's not their skill set? Yep. I think that's, very, I think that's what's going on with Russell Wilson. I think now he's 34... Um, I think he's 34 and I think he, now he just wants to be a drop back and pick you apart from the pocket. And he was never that. And you're not going to learn that at this age. Yep. You're not, you're, you're not tall. Part of your game is running around and being athletic. And he could have done that this year. And he was, he wasn't doing it. I agree. So there's nothing that leads me to believe that all of a sudden now Russell Wilson's going to play harder and rever revert back to running around and making plays on the fly. Can he do it at times? Yeah. It's the it's the consistency that he's going to need that I don't believe he'll do. I think the most underrated thing about this whole hiring is the respect factor that Sean Payton is going to command in that locker room. I don't think they had that in Nathaniel Hackett. I think they lost that during the season, especially you know early on when he was blowing the you know the the calls during the game, not managing the game like a head coach. You know what I mean? So now I think the respect factor is going to be way up where I think it's going to rally the team a lot more. It's going to be more of a unison rather than individual. Well, hold on real fast. The only thing I'll counter to that is, is yeah, can he unify the locker room? Yes. Yes. But if you go out there and your quarterback's playing like shit, you like, here's a perfect example. The Jets, great defense, good skill players. They imploded with Zach Wilson because they just didn't believe in Zach Wilson. Right. And I wonder if that's what's going on with Russell Wilson. Well, the Jets still won about nine games, even regardless of their quarterbacks. They didn't win nine games. They were they, they were close to it, right? Weren't they? I think no. They won six. They lost out. They they won six I games. Th I thought. I thought they were in the thick of things and towards the end. Uh, they won seven and ten. Seven and ten. Okay, so they lost their last two games to to get out. I yeah. think they were seven and eight leading into there because they were in the bubble. No, they went on a they went on a six game losing streak. You're right. My bad.
you're right. They were seven and four and lost out. And that's what I'm talking about because that was right. At, you know, when it started right after he made that comment, Zach Wilson made you're that right. comment that he doesn't think that it's him. You're right. And then all of a sudden everything started going downhill from there. And that stuff could break locker rooms apart. And my brother just said too, if Tom Brady goes to the Raiders, give me the Raiders and Tom Brady over the, over the, over the, uh, the Broncos. Yeah, I agree too because you have McDaniel's and Brady who have a better rapport than than Russell. You have Devonte Adams. You yeah. would probably sign Josh Jacobs at that point. You have to at that point. So I mean, and bolster up the uh, the offensive line because yeah. they're going to need that. They're going to have to protect. Him. I don't think he's going there, but that's we'll we'll get into I that at later so either, times. But um, but yeah, that's all I really had to say on the Broncos. Does Sean Payton help? Yes. Will he fix that and fix that entire situation? No. Not not this year. Yeah. This coming season. I think maybe in the future, he definitely could because yeah. I think he's going to have his imprint on who he wants his quarterback. Cause if his quarterback doesn't, what doesn't work out, Sean Payton's going to find a guy to work out for him. He just will. Yeah. Whether it's a veteran he brings on the street or uh, an undrafted rookie or a rookie they draft in the fourth round, they're going to find something to, to fit that scheme. So I, I, I'm looking forward to it though. I think it's a great hire. I think the Broncos had to do this hire. And I'm looking forward to seeing the changes they're going to make. Yeah, me too. They're going to be a big story to start the year. Yep. For show. Yep. All right. Uh, I had on here, where will, where will D'Amico Ryans land? He now is with the Texans. Um, I think D'Amico Ryans is a great leader, um, but I think he went into I, – I don't know. The situation scares me for him. Um, back-to-back years, they fire their head coaches yep. that had absolutely nothing to work with. I know the Texans have picks – from the Deshaun Watson trade, but the owner doesn't really seem stable and he jumps off of people quick. I mean, Cully, I can't think of the name, Rich Cully or Paul Cully, whatever his name was. David Cully. David Cully. Yep. I mean, he did good that year, to be honest, considering what he had. Yep. Lovey Smith this year. I don't think Lovey Smith is a good coach. Um, I just think he was a bridge. Um, but now you get D'Amico Ryans for his sake. I hope it works. Um, but I don't, I'm not a huge fan. I feel really bad for him because he went to a terrible spot for his first head coaching job homegrown so he he was drafted by the texans he's familiar there with that building so this is a great moment for him however <laughs> i agree with you because i tweeted when when i fit when i learned that they that he signed a six-year deal oh i, I didn't said, even know that is it well apparently it's a six-year deal yep six-year deal to become the new head coach of the texans i tweeted i said it's well deserved but Will the Texans honor his six-year deal or get rid of him after next season? Because that's been the Texans' motto the last few seasons. You got to build a culture. You got to have stability. If you don't have stability, you have nothing. You're gonna keep. You're gonna keep scrambling around, and you're not gonna lure free agents to come play with you. Now they have another situation on their hands with Brandon Cooks. What do they do with him? I say they're gonna trade him because it looks like they're in full rebuild mode. And D'Amico Ryan's chose them because, well, two reasons. A, he 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 got drafted by a Texan, so that he's very familiar with it. And two. Um, he had this, this can be his team. Like, remember we talked about uh, maybe a couple of weeks ago, I mentioned, um, you know, te the Texans being the most, the best job available out of all yeah. the teams that were left. This is why they have all the draft capital. You can come in there. You could put the print on your team. He's defensive minded coach. If he can bring in some defensive guys, build the offensive, uh, you know, the offensive core, drafting a quarterback, getting wide receivers. They have a running back in Damian Pierce. who was really well. He's good. Yeah. He's played really fantastic, bro. He could have been, you know, arguably the uh, rookie of the year for offensive. Um, 
So they have pieces there. It's just now they they're they're in the the stage of building the team from the ground up. And I think D'Amico Ryan's is that guy. I think he I think you know he's defensive mind coach. So I think everything starts with the defensive side because especially when you got a, a young quarterback, if you could build that defense, then you're giving the quarterback um, a better chance to win and build some confidence and then yeah. going from there because. If, if, if you don't have a defense, you're getting shredded 34 and your, your quarterback can only put up 17 points, well, that's going to be the result. And then you're going to lose your job because you're going two, two and 15. So I, I, I but again, I love this hire. I think D'Amico Ryans has a lot of pedigree. I think he has a lot of um, um, uh, confidence in himself. And I think he has a lot of respect in the Houston community. So I, I love this hire for them. I think it's a slam dunk. Yeah, I love the angle you took to him being drafted there. I, didn't, I actually didn't even think of that. Which I, 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 um, you know, that's really, it does make a lot more sense now. And I, I, like I said, for him, I hope it works out, but I'm skeptical on that. And he's a great guy, man. Like when I was working yeah. with the Eagles, because he had, he was on the Eagles, and I was working with them, man. This is what this is a guy that's a leader, very nice guy. Can you win with 53, D'Amico Ryan's? Yes, you can. <laughs> you, I, I, absolutely. I, just like I say, you could win with 53, Jason Avance. Yeah. That's serious. I, it doesn't matter about the skill set. It just matters about the character of the person. Jalen Hurts. They, they got awesome characters, dude. This is this is the guy that you can you can rally around. And I I, I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna work out for him really well in Houston. Awesome. Truthfully. I hope so. Uh, Kellen uh, Dallas fires Kellen Moore. And he goes to the Chargers basically the next day. This uh, works, bro. <laughs> I don't understand that, bro, at all. I don't I don't know why. I just don't get it. Like, I know a lot of, like, I, we talked to a few of our friends that are Dallas fans, and they were happy to see him go. But I don't I don't understand why. I thought Kellen Moore did a great job. I thought so, too. And, I mean, again, you can't, like, it wasn't Kellen Moore's fault that Dak Prescott threw a pick in seven straight games. Like, he can't do that. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. and uh, what you saw what the running game was when Pollard went out, and in the beginning of the year when Pollard wasn't playing. So I just I don't understand I don't understand the move at all and I think that that I think that's going to be one of those moves that they look back on and they're really uh, kissing their teeth to. Yeah, I, I don't get it because the Cowboys weren't they second in points behind the Chiefs. Yeah. So my thing is, why? Who who's going to do better? Well, now they're saying Mike McCarthy's going to take over play calling duties. What is that going to change? I don't understand. Actually, the more I think about what. I don't understand why all of a sudden I McCarthy's getting all this praise and defensive coordinator after you got rid of your best wide receiver at the time, Amari. Yeah. You got rid of him for a fifth round pick and you did nothing to replace him. That's not his and, fault. And that's Kellen Moore's fault. Yeah. Like you were second in the league in points and lost your best wide receiver. And then you were running with Pollard over Zeke because uh, your $12 million running back is, is, is done. In some situations they were, but I, I felt like Zeke got a lot more carries than I feel like the Cowboys probably wanted, truthfully. Well, the problem is you had to keep him in there for pass protection. Yeah, you do. That's true. You like, And that's what I was saying. Like, I know Pollard's really good and he's electric and he can make plays. But at the end of the day, Zeke is, is great at pass protection. You need that. Was there a beef with Kellen Moore and Dak? I don't know. Okay. Maybe, but I don't even know what could it have been. Because there's no way you're gonna fire offensive coordinator when you when you were second in the league in points. Like that doesn't make any sense to me. You went to divisional round. I just think they needed a change. They just chose the wrong person. 
Yeah, because they're they're not going to get rid of uh, Quinn as defensive coordinator, or they're not going to get rid of McCarthy. At right. that at that point, you were dug in, and like I said, McCarthy coached well, well this year. But my thing is, why does somebody have to be the scapegoat? Why can't you just not be the better team? Well, I mean, why? Yeah. I mean, what upgrade are you looking to get when you do something like that? You better hope Mike McCarthy can call plays, and you better hope he's at least second in the league in scoring points. Because if if he's not, then you took a step back. And why would you do that? Kellen Moore had a grip on this offense. He knew what to do. So why are you changing? Skip said something uh, today that made a lot of sense, too. You have to install a whole new offense. Absolutely. You have to go into OTAs, all your offseason programs, training camp with a brand new offense, new verbiage. And like you said, Dak Prescott's been doing this for seven years. Yeah. Like, that's going to be tough. I think that I, Dallas might might uh, they might they be in some trouble early on. Is, is uh, Jerry Jones banking on the fact that McCarthy won a Super Bowl with Rodgers? And he uh, called the plays. Maybe. Is this something that he's kind of hanging on to? Because if he is, it's fucking foolishness. It's either that. That's 13 years ago, bro. It's time to turn the page. It's, it's not, either that not anymore. That or he's giving McCarthy another year and he's waiting. And Dan Quinn's waiting in the in the in the win. But anyway, fuck it. Fuck the Cowboys or the Cow Pukes. Yeah, fuck them. As he would say. Shout out to the Chargers. They got way better. Dude, they Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert, Austin Eckler, Keenan Allen, Gerald Everett, and Mike Williams next year are going to be fantasy monsters. Kellen Moore is going to be fantastic. You saw how much he threw with Dak. Yep. And Dak's, you know what I mean? Dak's an arguable top 10 guy. I think he's a top 10, but I'm saying like amongst the general but public. But that's where I feel like the Chargers are wrong. They got to run the football a little bit more. I want yeah, to see that. But I think they will with him because when Pollard was doing his thing, yeah. they were running with him. Yeah. I just hope that Kellen Moore doesn't take out throwing the ball to Austin Eckler out of his playbook because that it. dude is a monster. When yeah. you have 102 catches as a running back, come on, bro. That's a weapon that not not many teams have. You yeah. Gotta, you got to utilize all your strength. Utilize your best players. So I think the Chargers offseason, based on this hire, is getting a bulldozing running back. Whether is it Spiller? I don't know. They drafted him. I didn't see much. What if it's Zeke? Could be, maybe, but I doubt it. I, I think Kellen Moore is kind of done with that shit. Well, no, I mean, if he could just bring him in there for pass protection and to be that third down guy. I mean, I don't I, think I, I don't think, think Zeke's going anywhere and getting a starting role anymore. I don't think so either. I think Zeke is a third down bruiser. Yeah, like that's he what he get is. you those tough yards. Like Garrett Blunt. And you could use him in the red zone you know, on the five yard line to get you those tough yards to get your, you know, inch yourself to the goal line and possibly punch it in. That's the running back he is now. He's not the guy that you're gonna put in on the 20 on, on your own 20 and try to make a big play. It just it, that's not him anymore. He doesn't have that breakaway speed like Pollard does. So utilize him in a way that helps you to be successful to move the chains. We talk about all the time. Moving the chains is the entire game. Yeah. If you don't move the chains and you constantly punt or you're not moving at all, like you're in trouble because now the defense is off the field and they're 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 still energized. They're you chilling. Gas that fucking defense. That's the name of the game, dude. It's it's really just you're playing chess. And it's what the Eagles did. They ran all over the 49ers Correct. and they gassed their defense. Right. That's exactly that is literally what the Eagles did. We will talk about that. Soon. Yeah. All right, uh, last one before we get to that Eagles game. Tyler Huntley takes over uh, Josh Allen's Pro Bowl spot. <laughs> How much of a joke is the Pro Bowl anymore? Uh, I think the Pro Bowl should be exonerated. I think the Pro Bowl is stupid. I think it's a dumb award. I don't think it holds any merit in any resume, Hall of Fame, or anything. I just It doesn't. 
it, it maybe maybe back then because I think the voting was a lot better and a lot more fair. Well, the guys played then, but bro, yeah, they did because there was also money involved. They had like a, they get like a check for it. But I think now in their contracts, if you make a Pro Bowl nomination, you get that money anyway. And not for nothing, why would you put yourself on the line when these contracts are way more lucrative than they were twenty years ago? Well, it used to be a great honor, but now it's not about football anymore. It's no, about it's setting. The, it's about resetting the market and about building building your own brand from you talking yeah not from be, you playing but that's because that's social media driven bro yeah like, exactly, you're a brand you're trying they're, to sell they're yourself. all divas you're trying to maximize your your potential to get that check you want the bag because yeah. the way to get the bag is by doing shit like that yeah staying out of trouble staying out of harm's way getting the bag and then put yourself out there in social media get the brand uh building up and that's exactly how you make money as a professional athlete my thing is though is like tyler huntley I, I I don't even know what to say about that. He had two touchdowns uh, and three interceptions. And that's the, I mean, if that's the bar we're going to set, like I say, exonerate the entire thing. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, I get it. They don't play the game anymore. It's they, they play the, the competition, which I love. By the Me way. too. That's actually going to be fun. I love that. Yeah. It's fucking awesome. Like it is. But at the same time, it's like, what does the award mean? What is a Pro Bowl? That, we were talking about this last year. Remember when we were messing around and we were arguing about Mac Jones? Yeah. And you were saying about him making a Pro Bowl. And I'm like, bro, he was like the seventh reserve. That, this, I mean, now he's better than Tyler Huntley. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying this is exactly what I was talking about. Like, how do you even, how do you even take any honor in that anymore? You can't. If I'm if I'm Huntley, I don't even want to go. Yeah, I mean, I'd be embarrassed. Two interceptions and, and I mean, two touchdowns and three interceptions, and I'm a Pro Bowler. I don't understand. And it. I think he threw for like 650 yards. Yeah, it, it doesn't make any sense to me, man. I, I just again, dude, the whole thing is just a joke. It is, man. I, I don't I don't understand it, especially when I learned that Austin Eckler didn't make the Pro Bowl two years in a row and he led the league in touchdowns. Come on, bro. The guy had 102 catches <laughs> and led the league in touchdowns. He's not in the Pro Bowl. Come on, bro. That's fucking insane. It's cool, it. it's cool when they do it. Stupid. It's cool when they do it. It is cool when they do it. It's a problem when I do it. Fuck them. I told you guys take Eckler over CMC this year yeah. in fantasy. No cat. Oh, I don't know. Did CMC surpass him? Did CMC me. call on? Nah, Eckler was him. Yeah. Well, if CMC and was some. on the 49ers all year, he would have been up ahead of him. Because he was, he became that whole team instantly. If he could stay healthy too, because he got hurt early in the year. Correct. Too. Yeah. So that's also a thing. Yeah. It's gonna be interesting to but see. Everybody says, "Oh yeah, Austin Eckler is injury prone too." I, that's fucking bullshit. It's gonna be interesting. That's bullshit. To I see. debunked that a year ago. Yeah, I agree. No, you are right on that. It's I I, I'm curious to see where CMC goes next year in drafts because he's gonna go at the top again. I think he would go number one. Greasy's in here. Greasy's back. Greasy. Hey yo, Greasy, you got yo, you got some shit to address, bro. Oh, now he wants go to put it. Hold on, take over, Phil. Please run the footage. We're going to bring this footage up because I got to find it. First. Okay. Greasy tried. He bet me $200 that the Bengals were going to lose the game. Yeah. Then he comes in here commenting all over our shit talking about it was about the Cowboys game. No, no, no. He didn't come in the live. He was ducking the live for a week. Oh, yeah. He ducked behind Chubb's shoulder just to hit the cushion. Yeah. That's, a that's <laughs> yeah. That's that's what happened. Now well, he I wants to bet 100 play. the Chiefs lose. And again, he keeps trying to bet me on the Eagles. Why would I do that? I'm an Eagles fan. But since he said that I was lying about the bet and I was, and then it was about the 49ers or something, I brought up the footage to replay the bet if, when Phil could find it. I got it right here. Phil, and then, guys, there's going to be a pause in the middle of the video, and I circled where he specifically says. Hey, yo, Greasy, check this out, buddy. I keep receipts. 
This is where he specifically well, I says. I can't fucking wait for this weekend, Me bro, neither. I cannot wait. Well. I cannot wait till Tuesday. I know damn well Tuesday you ain't showing up, dog, because <laughs> I'm going to be on your ass, bro. We will see. I can't we fucking wait. You know what I'm going to do? Actually, at, at, about, six, at about 6.30, 7 o'clock on Sunday evening. Oh! I'll take it right oh. now. I'll take it right now. I'll send him my Venmo. Oh, dude, he's that fucking <laughs> heavy, my boy. Yeah. I don't even know. Wait, who is he? Greasy, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I just sent you my my phone number. Avoid the six <laughs> instead of the five. Text me right now, and uh, I take cash app, Venmo, or Zelle. Mm. <laughs> I, I, I'll bet you some dinner, salad. Yeah, it's 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 cutting season. It's official. It's gonna be fun though because I'm the Allen guy, bro. Yeah. But like, oh I my like, god, Tuesday I will be insufferable. But there's there it is right there, pop. Bills Mafia forever. Pauls, I bet you 200 that the Bengals loose. I think he meant lose, but we'll, we'll accept loose. Um, all right, now, Phil, finish off the video. Thank you, sir. Okay, so who you got? I got the Bengals. <laughs> you got the Bengals? The Bengals are winning outright. You are so foolish. Bro. The Bengals are going to win. <laughs> I got the Bengals winning 31-28. Such a gentlemanly because, way to put it. Out. Here's what I think with him. He cracks you the fuck up, bro. This guy right here is a fucking legend. Anybody watching, this guy right here is a fucking legend. The reason why Facts. he picks the Bengals is because he doesn't have his goatee. He doesn't really fucking, he's not there yet. You know what I mean? Because here's my thing. He knows damn well the Bills at minus five and a half is a fucking Bills line. He comes to me all the time about that shit. Oh, it's a Bills line. It's it a, is. It's a line. It, come on. It is a Bills so line. So you're going against your, your, your Bible, bro. I have to. You know why? Why? Because at the end of the day, you know why that line's like that? That, that's not a true line. You know what that line is? Explain. That line is the love fest. Oh, my God. That line is the obsession with Josh Allen no. and the Buffalo Bills. That they line should is not... Vegas saying, I'm going to run your fucking pop no, family. No, yeah, hey, hey, All right. Back to back to the uh, so, Roger hey, oh, huh. Was this a shot at Greasy? Or is this a, a shot at Greasy and Theories? No, it was a... <laughs> a no, it's what happened. Damn. It was a load the clip on me, fam. No. Pause. Hold on. It was but a damn. shot. It was a shot at Greasy. You were just talking so ridiculous that you got roped into it. I feel bad. I didn't want to do that to you, but you know, you got to wear that too. Because you were talking and a I lot did. of and shit. I and I showed up Tuesday and you said if, if the Bengals lose, I'm not gonna show up. What did I say? I didn't say that. Guess what? I showed up. Oh, yeah, you didn't say and that. And you caught a body. Oh, yeah, you didn't say that. I can run the tape too, but I'm not gonna do that because we're doing a show right now. Okay. However, Greasy Hustle, you owe him two hundred dollars. Pay up your bet. Yeah. So, all right, I'm finished on that. I'm not arguing with him over that. He keeps saying that I owe him money when I just showed him that he bet me that the Bengals lose. Greasy, you need to hustle <laughs> a little bit better, bro, because yeah. <laughs> your, your pockets are empty, family. All right. All right. We're moving on, guys. Eagles eliminate the 49ers 31 to 7. Eagles advance to their second Super Bowl in five years. Yo, are we now the standard of the NFC East? Uh, I think the Eagles have been the standard for the NFC for like 20 years now. Agreed. Seriously, I think they've been one of the best franchises in the last 20 years in the NFC. We have the most NFC championship appearances, right? Yes. It's not even close, yeah, right? Seven. Six or seven? Four, seven. five, six, seven. Yeah. That's really, really good. That's dominant. It's dominant. That is dominant. 100%. The and Eagles it, have always been a really good team. Yeah. So it's 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 awesome, man. Um, Do you think the Eagles are this good, or do you think the 49ers were at a, at a disadvantage? I think both things can be true. 
I think the Eagles are that good. I think the Eagles were winning the game regardless if Brock Purdy was in there. It could be Brock Lesnar or Brock Purdy. I don't give a fuck who it was going to be. Brock, Brock Lesnar is care. awesome. I don't care who was going to be at quarterback. There was no way they were losing that game, the Eagles. Absolutely no shot. The Eagles are damn that good. They have proved it week in and week out. They proved it the entire season, putting foots in motherfuckers mm-hmm. all year, and they have been the best team in the NFC, and it hasn't and, and and you can you can make a case for the Niners, yeah, absolutely. But they ran into a buzzsaw with the Eagles, regardless of their quarterback situation. However, I will say it would have been a much different game with the quarterback. Absolutely, they were the Niners were definitely at a disadvantage. I'm not taking away from the Eagles. The Eagles were going to win anyway. But the, in totality of it, yes, they were at a disadvantage. When you lose your starting quarterback on the first series, now you're going to Josh Johnson. What do you do? Now you're trying to wonder if CMC is going to be our quarterback. Is Kyle Juszczyk going to be our quarterback? Now you're done. You're done. You have no chance. You're on the road. You're playing against a really top-notch defense who's coming after the quarterback. You got um, Jalen Hurts on the other side of the football. The Eagles are moving the ball really well, and and they're running the ball really well, I would say. Um, and they had, they had no chance. So, yes, both things can be true. And that's that's really how I feel about it, dude. Um, no, I think the Eagles are that good, and I don't. I disagree with you on the two things could be. I, two things can be true, but in this instance, I don't believe that. Why? Because they didn't hang thirty-one points on Brock Purdy. They hung it on the vaunted number one defense, and all week we heard about that. Uh, uh, Bosa made the comment about, or Kittle, one of them made the comment about, you know, the paper defense, and we're going to see about the physicality. And the the thing was is that the Eagles showed up and were more physical. Because Hassan Reddick knocked Brock Purdy out. They knocked out Josh Johnson. So the Eagles showed up, put foots in them, and brought it to the 49ers. And I don't think the 49ers were ready for that. I think that the, the Eagles are actually a little bit underrated in how physical they are. Well, yeah, I understand they put up 31. But you got to understand, the Niners weren't converting. So their defense was on the field a lot of that game. Especially in the first half and especially in the second half. So they really didn't have a chance. So I understand they put up 31 against the best defense. Totally get it. But seven of those points came before the half when Josh Johnson fumbled that ball. So 24. So, yeah, I mean, which is still damn good. Yeah. And uh, But, yeah, the 31 points wasn't really that impressive to me. I think the Eagles could have put up more. But that's a credit to to the Niners' defense as well. I thought the Eagles were stagnant in, in, in the first half. Leading up to the last, I would say, five minutes of the, the second quarter, they were very stacked. The, the Niners were definitely in this in this game. This was all coaching because Seth Joyner said this, and it was so true. The, the Eagles had three three and outs, switched up the plan, and went to straight running the ball mm-hmm. down their throat, and they ran it all over them. And that's really, you know, that's really the difference in what it was. They were just punishing them. Yeah. I mean, Miles Sanders had two touchdowns. Jalen Hurts, which is weird because everybody keeps saying Jalen Hurts is hurt, but, I mean, he ran the ball three consecutive times on one drive. So, like, how hurt is he? I mean, do you think he's hurt? I think so, a little bit. But I don't want to make excuses. No, well, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not looking for I don't excuses. Think Hurts, I don't think Hurts played particularly well. No, he didn't. But Personally, luckily, I, I just he was 15-25 to 25 for, like, 150, right? Right. So, But here's the thing. The good news of Hurts is, is that he could beat you in many different ways. Like, if he would have hit A.J. Brown on that touchdown pass, like, that's one that I wish he had back. He just missed him. And the that greats, should happen. The greats make that throw, though. Yeah, but he's he's still a baby. The magnitude, the opportunities against a good defense, you have to hit those plays because those opportunities don't come 
frequent when you play against a Niners defense. They will against a Texans defense, yes. But when you play a good, outstanding defense, you have to hit those throws. The greats hit those throws. That's where I was like, fuck, maybe he might be a little bit injured because I feel like in the regular season, he was making those throws. And we were like, damn, like, could he just been a little bit rusty? Could be, but you know, although he made now because he made the throw to Devontae against again when we had our second round by. I think the, the, well, are you talking about the one against uh, the, the Giants? Chris? Okay, the Giants. When he threw the bomb to Devontae to open the game. Yes. So what I will say too is the throw to Devontae in the, in the, in the, in the NFC Championship game, that was a bad throw. He got bailed out by the athleticism of. Oh, Bobby yeah, Smith. yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, that goes back to catch radius, what we talked about. Was it a catch? No. Oh, it counted. But it counts because the Eagles were well coached. They got to the line of scrimmage and they outcoached the Niners. So for, my, for me, it, 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 it came down to the Eagles were able to run the football. The Niners didn't have a shot because they don't have a quarterback. They weren't able to, to get anything going on offense. They didn't have an identity. They weren't using their skill players because they don't have a quarterback. And the Eagles just ran it down their throat, played excellent defense, got after the quarterback in every single opportunity they had, and that's the game. When you dominate the line of scrimmage the way the Eagles have dominated the line of scrimmage, then you're not losing. Because Lane Johnson put put hands, paws, feet on fucking Bro. On, on Bosa. Bosa didn't have zero pressures, zero sacks. Lane Johnson has a torn uh, abdominum. Yeah, right? Groin. A groin. And he is still the best right tackle in the league and it's not even close there he's a wall bro it's it's unbelievable i mean look here's the thing michael parsons was even tweeting him yep saying like how how, how that's ridiculous a good point. he is yep I, I, that's just the ultimate respect right yeah it is and it's it's wild that he was able to shut down arguably the best pass rusher in the game mm -hmm. on basically one leg it's just a test i mean lane johnson is ridiculous he has no sacks let up in two years he's amazing he's literally it's just amazing. wild to hear that but what what about the Eagles impressed you so much? Because for me, it was again the resilience in terms of they started out really slow. Yep. You were texting me, oh boy. Well, when, when CMC scored, I said, oh boy. Because this is like and one then, of those things. It's like, fuck. Are the Eagles really about to lose to Josh Johnson right now? Like yeah. for real? Because like you could feel the momentum kind of switched at that point. And then I just kept texting you, oh boy, every time you scored, and you were just telling me to shut the fuck up. I told up. you to shut the fuck up. Which I, I, I was happy when we scored. Me I was and Rob, cheering. Me and Rob but were like, laughing. Every time the Eagles scored, my like my phone's fucking vibrating. Oh boy. Like, all right, come on, bro. Like, I'm just saying, oh boy, because the momentum switched at that point in time. And it did. Because if Josh Johnson would have got confident and he was able to be a competent quarterback, this game would have been a lot closer than 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 the score indicated. Absolutely, it would have been. Uh, they didn't have a quarterback. I know, I know, but yo, our defense was bringing it to them. Understand? They would have got. I, I mean, look, they got the Brock Purdy. That's how you knocked them out. Look, bro, I started off saying I am not discrediting the Eagles at all. I know a lot yeah. of people are saying this is the easiest path to the Super Bowl, which can be true. It's funny. We played a hot Giants team. We played the vaunted defense of the of the 49ers, and now all of a sudden we had the easiest path. Like I don't know you what you want us to do because if we beat the Vikings, it would have been you beat the softest th 13 and 4 team ever. If we beat the Cowboys, it would have been, you know, oh, you had home field advantage or something. They would have figured something out. Oh, they only have CeeDee Lamb. It, or, you know what it would have been? It would have been they don't have Tony Pollard. I forgot he got well, that. would have been the excuse. Do you think the road was difficult? No, because like, we're that good. Like, based on the circumstances, do you think that a few other teams would have done the same thing the Eagles would have with the same teams? Same circumstances, 
Same teams are playing again. We would have smoked any team in the NFC with the exception of the Cowboys. Because I can make an argument here that if you put Kirk Cousins on the Eagles, Kirk Cousins is going to have a different name. Uh, I don't th- I don't know about that. Based on the Giants game and based well, the different teams matter. I know, I'm but saying if Kirk Cousins was the Eagles quarterback, I think Kirk Cousins has a different name to him. In I, my opinion, it's hard to judge though because Kirk Cousins has routinely come up small in very big but, moments. But here's why: because you didn't have to play big in the playoffs. Jalen Hurts didn't play particularly well in the playoffs. Truthfully, he yeah. didn't. So my thing is, if you put in a regular quarterback in there. They could have been in the same spot as him. But you know what Jalen Hurts doesn't do? In those two games. But Jalen Hurts set them up to get that one seed, and they earned to play those two teams to get to the Super Bowl. I'm not arguing that. That is a fucking fact. But you know what Jalen Hurts doesn't do? He doesn't turn the ball over and put his team in difficult situations. If you're 15 of 25 for 150 yards, is that a stellar game? No. But look at the turnovers. Look at the rushing ability. That I mean, I think he only had like 35 yards rushing. Yeah. But the 35 yards mattered. He got a couple of first downs. And you know, when you when you don't turn the ball over and put your defense back on the field, short yarded situations, all that stuff is goes into account on that. I agree. So, you know, I don't, you know, Kirk Cousins has a tendency to do very dumb shit at really inopportune times. So I mean, it's a fair question, but I don't think so. I just think that Jalen Hurts is real. I think Jalen Hurts and the Eagles are just that good. That's really where I'm at with that. I, I totally agree. I, the Eagles have dominated the entire game. But like I said, yeah, they put up 31 points. But Jalen Hurts didn't have to do much, man. Now against the Chiefs, he's going to have to. You got to go toe for toe with Mahomes. That's going to be the task. Now we're going to see what Jalen Hurts is really made of. Can you get to that level? Yes. Can you play? You don't have to be there all the time. But when the when your chips are all in, can Jalen Hurts bring you there? And here's the thing: if he plays well and they lose, it's a, it, not that it's okay, but you can live with that. You can hang it's, your hat on that. It's how you perform in that moment and what you do in key situations and those galvanizing moments. Yeah, that is how you do it. Like we're gonna get to this in a minute. Joe Burrow kind of came up short. We're gonna talk about that, yep. but in those moments, that's what I look at. My thing is. This playoff was a great thing for the Eagles. However, I can argue that it was kind of disappointing because, and here's why the disappointment comes from do the Eagles actually really know what they have in Jalen Hurts? Because based on those first two playoff games, you didn't really see much. Is he the franchise guy? Yeah. Is he the superstar quarterback? Is he all that and a bag of chips? Like the media has been drawn, you know, has has been portraying him the MVP. I think he was the MVP, but these two games in the playoffs didn't tell me anything about Jalen Hurts. That's where I'm like, fuck. You know what I mean? Like I wanted to see him had that galvanizing moment, that that superstar moment where he lifted his team up and won the championship game because he was able to do so based on his skill set. Yeah. I didn't see that. No, he didn't have the opportunity to do it. That's what sucks. Yeah. That's the disappointing part for me. However, As a fan, you want to see that and your franchise quarterback. I didn't see that. No, not that he was given a chance to do so. It's just disappointing that it unfolded that way for me. Yeah. However, however, I will say this, and I'm not trolling here. He's been to a Super Bowl before Josh Allen, and Josh Allen got his deal. Josh Allen got his deal, his money. Yeah. So you're gonna have to you have to look at things like not for nothing, but if Jalen Hurts wins the Super Bowl this year, this year, 
he has as many Super Bowl rings as Patrick Mahomes, mm -hmm. whom people are already proclaiming that is a top five quarterback ever. So that's what I'm saying about that. You know, I, is Jalen Hurts a superstar right now? No. Is he a star? Yes. But judging by the leap that he made over the offseason, I don't think that that's going to slow up. I think he will continue to improve. There's nothing that I see from him or his workout regimen or his habits that make me think that he's going to regress or no. not get better. No, I, I, that, I agree with you. So I would feel comfortable handing him the amount of money that he's going to ask for or warrant or get or whatever the case may be. I don't know what that number is going to be. I mean, look, 300 million is a ridiculous amount of money. Look, you could say that, yeah, he made the Super Bowl before Josh Allen. I totally get it. That's that's a fair take, and I'll never discredit it going to the Super Bowl. But if you put Josh Allen on that Eagles team, bro, they're gonna they they might be undefeated. Uh, I don't know. They would be unreal. I don't know. He throws too many interceptions. Well, he would make he would make the Super Bowl with the Eagles. Uh, I don't know. Come on, bro. That's that's ridiculous. I don't know. That's absolutely ridiculous. Nick, when you have 32 combined fumbles and interceptions. Something's fucked up. Yeah, but your defense is so good that you can get stops. Well, it shouldn't be about that. He should be the driving force. Well, I'm just saying, if you're making mistakes, you're relying on your defense to make the stop to put the Band-Aid on your mistakes. Yeah, well. That's my point. I'm looking for the mistakes to come down. When you average two a game. This is not a Josh Allen discussion. Yeah, you don't want this smoke. like that is just stupid. It, it wasn't smoke. Mean. I'm just saying that somebody that's been portrayed the GOAT has, hasn't made a Super Bowl yet, and he's it's going into his sixth year. Nobody was portraying him as the GOAT. I, think I should have said that because I, I wasn't an elite player. And I don't believe that. I'm just saying that I think he's an elite talent. And I'm just saying that somebody that will say Josh Allen's on Patrick Mahomes' level, or you have people that think Josh Allen's the best quarterback in the league, he's been in here five years, and he hasn't made a Super Bowl. Got to get it done. And now his team's going to get worse. I, look, I I agree. This is not a this is not a job. Yeah, no, we'll, we'll get to that. But I'm just saying that's yeah. a, that's a discussion for later. We will we, we we will table that. Yeah, that will be something that we will we, we will talk about in the future. However, right now, what I'm saying is I'm just disappointed as a fan that I wanted to see Jalen Hurts make that team go to the championship on his arm. Those his those leg. moments matter. Those I agree. moments matter because now when you look at the Super Bowl run, you're like, damn, dude. Like Hurts kind of like. Got on the bus and got on there. However, you can make the argument, Hurts put them in, the, in a position to be the one seed to get that opportunity to play the Giants and play the Niners, given the circumstances with the Niners. Yeah. Do I think it would be a different game? Yes. I think it would be a hard fall game where I would think that Jalen Hurts would have earned it more if they, the Niners had a quarterback, in my opinion, because now you got to go toe for toe on, 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 on the scoreboard. Yeah, and especially against a good defense. Now the defense would have been a little bit rested because I feel like the offense would have been able to move the ball a little bit, you know, move the chains, or that allows the Niners' defense to rest. But you know, when you don't have a quarterback, you don't have a chance, bro. And you saw that. So for yeah. me, I wanted to see a little bit more, but obviously the the, the moment didn't call for it. What do you think the 49ers do with uh, Brock Purdy with the whole UCL thing? Because I think that's. I think Mike Spanos was dead on. I think Brady's going to the 49ers. It, it looks that way, right? And the stars uh, once again, it the ball look, bounced Tom Brady's way. It does look that way. Well, what? Get the fuck out of here! Once what again, mean? what does that mean? You know, dude, we've always laughed about this. The ball bounces Tom Brady's way. If something freakish or weird happens, it's in Tom Brady's favor. Why is that in Tom Brady's favor? He has to move across the country to do, to do that. Yeah, but he wants to go to his hometown team. The team is loaded. It's I a disagree. plug and play. I, I, I don't understand where this comes from with this hometown team shit. 
Everybody wants to play for their that hometown. Team. Maybe that might have been true 2020, but he already uprooted his family to down South Florida. You think he really cares about his family? I 100% do, bro. <laughs> I think he cares about his kids. Yes, absolutely. I does. would. First of all, I would hope so. Second of all, he had yes, an ultimatum. He, cares. he had an ultimatum. What kind of fucking shit is that? I play football. I'm not this saying that. I look. I agree with you. It's I'm just saying you, it's either you're in or you're in the way. And in that case, she was in the way. So now he's going to play football. But that's awfully selfish because when it you're is. married, it's a partnership. I, and she I, gave I, up. And she gave up her career yeah. and stopped modeling. Yeah. So that Tom Brady could continue playing football. When you're 44 years old and you have nothing else left to prove, be a good husband. Let your wife enjoy herself. And go spend time with your kids. I should take my own advice. Well, let me ask you a question. But how do you know he had nothing to prove? How do you know deep down he felt like he had something to prove? He felt like he because, had to prove something to himself, but that's just right? his ego and his insecurity when he, he no, shouldn't have any. No, his goal was to play till he was 45. He promoted the Brady brand with the pliability, the durability. So why did he retire? That shit. He retired because she forced him to retire. How do you he know? didn't want to retire, bro. He told me that his time was in the stands. No, he lied. He definitely made a choice that was not up to him. He retired before the Super Bowl. That's an, an emotional retirement right there. Or it's an egotistical thing and he wanted the attention on it. Get him. the fuck. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. You don't think he has an ego? I think everybody has an ego. I was going to say, because you don't get to where no. Tom Brady is without having an ego. Everybody has an ego. But I don't think his his motive was to put the, him on a spotlight in Super Bowl week. Like I, He doesn't strike me as the guy to do that. Because... Mm. He's a guy that respects the game. He respects the players that make the Super Bowl because he understands the moment, the the um, the magnitude it is. Like I, I, I genuinely believe that. What the how, fuck are you laughing at? How what could you say that with a straight face? Well, I, I said it with a straight face. Roll the tape. <laughs> yeah, that that's unbelievable. What, what's, what's what's unbelievable, bro? About he's what, bro? He doesn't even shake quarterbacks' hands that he does that that aren't good. That's an emotional thing. He felt like he Well, you just told me that he respected the game. Yeah, he does. If respect you respect the game. the game, you do that. Yeah, he respects the game. But I'm not talking about I'm talking about after the game is a different emotion than before the game. Yeah, but here's the thing. When you when you are the best and you won all those Super Bowls and you've been at the top yeah. and you've been prominent, you need to lose and bow out with grace. And he did. He did? Yes. Did he, he did. shake Nick Foles' hand? Well, I think did he that, shake Eli Manning's hand? That could have been a learning experience. Because, oh my God. Because, well, You're one of a kind. I'm You're amazing. Kind. No, You're amazing. I, I know I'm amazing. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. But what I'm saying is when the Niners, when he played the Niners this year and they picked him off, that one guy came up to Tom Brady and said, Hey man, can you sign my ball? You're a legend to us, dude. We like this is amazing. Like, this is a great honor for yeah. me. Like, you're the best of all time. And he's he signed the ball. Yeah, well, he got his ego inflated he, prior to. That, that that he threw the interception with that's that's pride bro that's putting your ego to the side and saying you know what i got you bro i understand my my status versus yours so anyway what do you think the 49ers are doing nick? you're an idiot what do, you, what do you think the 49ers are doing nick well i think the 49ers are doing i think they're gonna they're gonna keep what they have you think they're going in the thing with jimmy g trey lance and brock purdy i think they have they have options yes i they got the trio i think they have options i think they can win with those kind of quarterbacks the problem is can they stay healthy that is where i'm like okay yo can we start a petition for the 49ers to upgrade their medical staff well yeah i know we've i've never that. seen a team that gets injured they they average one injured player a week they're running backs they're 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 uh quarterbacks it's just it's a mess over there but the theory that spano said couple weeks ago kind of looks like it looks a lot better than it did when he did say it because like you said the ball bounces way mm -hmm. and this would be a great spot to have brady because brady 
doesn't really get hurt. He plays full seasons. He's played a full season since uh, 2010 when he, I think, he tore his ACL. ACL. Wasn't that 08? 08. Sorry. Sorry. 08. Yes. It was It was a year after they, they went undefeated. Yep. For, for. 08. And so that's that's something the Niners have to look at. Because if they can get a quarterback that could be there all all year, and you can get a guy like Brady, and you have weapons like McCaffrey, Kittle, Debo, Ayuk, you can do some things, man. Like you could be a really special offense. However, it's just does Brady want to go to San Fran and uproot his family? I don't believe that's the case. Because last week he was in Miami looking at schools for his kids. I don't think he's going to go to the West Coast and leave his kids on the East Coast. Personally, I don't think that. Really? Yep. I, I don't believe that at all. All right. I mean, I, I disagree on that. Um, I think he would because I think if he's that dedicated to football and he wants to win another Super Bowl, that's going to be the perfect opportunity for you him. You don't think he can win in Tampa? Not with Todd Bowles, no. He can't win a Super Bowl in Tampa Bay. That's over. Okay. 100% stamp it. You, so you think he's a Niner? Yes. Like 100%? Wholeheartedly. Like if you had a bet. If time. I had a bet, $1,000 right now, gun to my head. Tom Brady's a 49er. Or retiring? Yes. So that, he yeah, has it, two options. You're, what you're saying, he has two options. He either plays for the 49ers or he retires. I, I think he has – I think he either plays for Tampa Bay or he retires. That's how I see it. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. All right, guys, last topic before we get out of here. Chiefs eliminate the Bengals 23-20. to 20. Whoo, Nikki, Nikki, Nikki. Chiefs advance to their second Super Bowl in three years. Yep. Do you think they're on the verge of becoming a dynasty? Uh, they have been the last five years. They've been in the AFC Championship game five I, years ooh, in a row. I disagree with you on that, but I'm that's, surprised that's, you said that. That's amazing. Um, dynasty is a different word, though, because when you think we talk about dynasties, you look at like the, the the Patriots teams earlier on, like from 2001 to 2004, right? They won three Super Bowls in four years. That's a dynasty to me. Um, whereas if Mahomes has two rings and lost a Super Bowl and is on his quest to win a third one with five AS Championship game appearances, I think we're having a different conversation, in my opinion. For who? I'm sorry. For Mahomes. If he was 2-0 in the Super Bowl and he went back to the Super Bowl this year and won it again and he had three Super Bowls and, you know, five years, in that five-year window when they went to five AFC Championship games, I think we're having a different conversation with Dynasty. Yeah. But – in terms of dominance, yeah, this team is a fucking force, bro. I, I, yeah, they're absolutely on the verge of becoming a dynasty. How, how are they not? They got to win, and I know they won. I know they won, but listen, dynasties aren't built on AFC Championship games. I agree with that. They're and on the verge. The, the question was, are they on the verge? Yes, they're on the verge. Yeah, I believe they are on the verge. I don't believe that they are yet. Because here's the thing: if Patrick Mahomes loses next week. He's now one and two in the Super Bowl. Not that it's going to hurt him. He still got there. And, you know, I've argued this point when we were talking about like LeBron and Jordan and things like that. Yep. I said, LeBron gets criticized more for losing in the finals than Michael Jordan does for getting swept in the first round. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. You're getting criticized because you went further. But different argument for a different day. They're on the verge of becoming one if he wins the Super Bowl. And more than that, I mean, Patrick Mahomes is going to have the greatest trajectory of a starting quarterback through his first five years than, that we've seen up until this point. And you still have Andy Reid, who's fairly young. Not young like that, but it's just – it's a, and we were talking about this, you know, off record, and I was saying, like, realistically, what would it take 
for him to become the goat or get into that conversation. And for me, he would need five Super Bowls because his stats, especially just because it's a passing league and his athleticism, he's going to blow away everybody in stats. But I mean, to have two Super Bowls and two Super Bowl MVPs at that point, because he's going he would win the MVP because his team is all banged up. But if he wins the MVP, do you know who the last player to win the Super Bowl MVP and the MVP in the same year was? Kurt Warner? 1999. Yep. I remember that. That's crazy. Yep. I think I said that maybe like a long time ago. Um, it might have been last year. Last year. Around that was, yeah. Time. Yep. So I that's, do remember that. You know, I don't – we'll get to our predictions. And the last six quarterbacks that led the league in passing have never won the Super Bowl. Correct. That's, that's amazing. And he led it too. I mean, he and he led it this year. So it's yep. – you know, they're the Chiefs are really good, and I don't think they're going away anytime soon. No, I don't and they're, so. they're only going to get better, in my opinion, because they don't even have wide receivers. He was down his top three wide receivers, his linebacker. I mean, his running back. Yeah. What do you want him to do? I, I mean, know. I, I agree. Mahomes has earned his respect. He is that. He's unbelievable. They're, 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 they're amazing. I, it's, and here's the thing the Bengals just... had chances to do it. Yeah, they did. Of course they did. I mean, look, they, you, you got to. The Bengals, what I think happened with them is I feel like they couldn't run the football like they did against the Bills. Yep. They got into some long third down conversions, and that doesn't that that, that doesn't spell success to me. You got to be in second and twos, you know, getting second and fours. When you're at second and eights, you're not going to be successful. That's what happened with the with the Bengals. However, the Bengals over Offensive line was Swiss cheese, bro. I mean, Burrow in the in the first quarter, I think he got sacked three times. They exposed him. That was absolutely a domination on the Chiefs front. And credit to Ryan Dock. He said Chris Jones was going to have two sacks. He did have two sacks. Chris Jones was a force. He was probably the MVP in this game. Agreed. And I know everybody's going to say Mahomes, this, that, and the third. I, I disagree with it. I think Chris Jones was the MVP in that game. He dominated the trenches. Yeah, I would I would I would probably agree with you a little bit on that because I feel like he flipped the game because he was on he was unguardable. It felt like every time Joe Burrow dropped back, he didn't have a second. Chris Jones was just there putting pressure on him yep. and things like that. Frank um, Clark. Yeah. Frank Clark coming around the edge. He's fucking awesome. And yo, not for nothing. I think MVS stinks. And I mean stinks. He ate Eli apples. He ate them up. Yeah. He ate the whole apple. Yeah. <laughs> he left the right stem. down to the core. He left the stem in the seeds. <laughs> Do you like Mahomes and Travis Kelsey talking all that shit after the game? I loved it, bro. I That's love it. Why? Because you had the mayor. Like, look, and I'm a Joe Burrow fan. I think Joe Burrow's the man. But you had Eli Apple talking shit. Joe Mixon saying we're the big dogs. I mean, the mayor of Cincinnati. Was on there talking about Burrow being Mahomes' dad. I mean, they were just talking a lot of shit. And like I said, when you when you talk like that, you got to back it up. Oh, absolutely. And when you lose, you deserve to get your face rubbed in this shit. I get it. I get it. I thought it was I a little corny. It. I loved it. I thought it was a little corny. No, the because they was said corny. They held, they held on to it and used it as fuel. I, fuel. I mean, fuel. I get it. If a mayor from Cincinnati is going to give you fuel, that I don't know what you need more fuel for. It's the AFC Championship game. You should always be fired up, regardless of who says what. It's the AFC Championship game with a ticket to the Super Bowl on the line. If the mayor in Cincinnati has to fuel you, fuel you to get to this to the Super Bowl, 
then I, no, I don't think it was I, like that. That's weird. I think they were looking at it like, what is going on? Like the, even now, you have the I mayor joining in on that. Yeah, that, I thought that was ridiculous. Yeah, and that's that's bulletin board but to, material. But to address it, I don't know. I, I, I again, that that comes with emotions too. You're 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 so emotional when you when you get to Super Bowl. The Chiefs got to do something very weird. They got to be. They weren't. They were hunting. Yeah. They were the hunter. Yeah, I agree. And they never really get to do that because they're normally the overwhelming favorite unless they play the Bills. Because the Bills this year, they were the underdog at home. Now they lost that game. But at that point, the Bills had a lot more to play for psychologically and things like that. But they're not used to that. When you watch this game, did you see what everybody has been talking about, that this is Patrick Mahomes' best game, his legacy game? Uh, it's one of the best performances they've ever seen in the playoffs. Do you buy into that? No, I think Mahomes played well. Um, I know what they're saying about the legacy games and things like that because he was injured on an ankle and his top three his top three weapons went down. But let's be real here. On the final drive, I know he got a seven-yard run to get the first down, but the punt return went to the 50. Yep. And then you got 15 yards on a roughing the passer, which I completely disagree with. With about 40 seconds left, 50 seconds left. What? They had they had left on the clock when he when he ran into the 50. Yeah, there there's 48 seconds. Left. Yeah, so it's like, okay, like that's that is very that very game over. When when he when he got yes. to the 50, I was like, it's game yeah. over because if Mahomes can go 13 seconds and get in field goal range against the Bills two years ago or last year, he could sure as hell get 10 yards or 15 yards in 50 seconds. Yeah. So I knew the game was over. However, what I'm going to disagree with is this Mahomes legacy game shit. I I get it. He had a good game. He did. But this whole notion that he played on one leg and a bum ankle is fucking bullshit. I don't know. It bro. is fucking bullshit. I'm looking you dead in the face. I will put my reputation on the line, dog. And I'm doing it right now. ESPN ain't going to tell you this shit, but theories will. Hey, Phil, can you roll the clip real quick? I'm going to walk you through the last week of Mahomes on his bum ass ankle and his one leg. You tell me if this was so impressive to the point where you have to crown his ass to be the GOAT. If anything, this discredits Joe Burrow because now you're telling Joe Burrow, yo, you lost to a quarterback on one leg. How does it, did you think that's fair for him? I think Joe Burrow was a fucking phenomenal quarterback. I think he's a phenomenal quarterback. I think he had some miscues. He slipped in the game. up. He slipped up a little bit, but the pressure gets to you. It, that's, he's, he's human, bro. Honestly, I don't he's even think it was so much that. I thought he started seeing, I thought he was hearing footsteps. Maybe. Because he was getting the shit beat out but of the him. The pressure mattered. That's yeah. what I mean. That's yeah. what I'm saying. When you get the pressure on you, dude, that matters. So Phil, roll the clip. Uh, roll the clip of Mahomes starting from Wednesday on at the at, at the presser. It's it's in your in, it's in your inbox. I want the audience to see this. I want you to look at the week, the week leading up to the game, during the game, and after the game. And this is what you see. Phil, can you roll the clip? Hold on, just say I'm downloading it. Okay. Did you just send it to me now? I sent it to you earlier. Oh, my bad. Yeah. I didn't know you. So I was doing some research before you play that clip. I was doing some research on the whole Mahomes ankle injury. And I was so confused because when I was watching the game, it looked like Mahomes was moving pretty fine in the pocket. It looked like he was able to plant. He was able to move around, kind of dance around in the pocket. And he even ran to get the first down to, to win the game with no limp. However, there was a couple times in the game where he was limping where you think, yo, can the guy, can he, can he walk? Phil, can but you, you gotta remember, Nick. A lot of that too can be adrenaline. Just, li just listen. Oh, follow, 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 follow the journey. All right. Follow the journey. This is just. I'm trying to paint the perspective that ESPN is 
is fucking fabricating a lot of this shit. They they want to blow this guy till uh, till no end, bro. Well, Tony Romo does. I, I know that. Yeah, and, and Josh Allen, dude. He's a little weird with that shit too. But, <laughs> yeah. but you know, Phil, can you play this clip for me? This was Mahomes at his presser last week. No limp here, right? Wow, that's impressive. He heals. No limp. Him walking into the stadium on Sunday. Where's the limp at, fellas? You tell me. One leg, one ankle. Then hold on. Stop that. Stop that. Right there. That was the first possession in the second half when the Chiefs went three and out. He threw it in completion. All of a sudden, his, his ankle is completely ripped. Now, now play it. He's hobbling around. You're thinking, yo, how can he finish his game? Way, Look at him. Look at him. Look at this guy. Another issue, Look at him. Down on the field as we step aside. Look at this guy. Then this was a beautiful pass. This was a beautiful pass. This is Patrick Mahomes. However, watch Patrick Mahomes as he's delivering his football. Look. Does he look like he's hurting? He looks like he pulled up a little bit. Pause it right there. Bang. He knows the guy just scored, right? The guy just scored. He don't look like he's he's hurting. Play it, Phil. Keep playing it. Looks like, look, hey, look. Oh, I threw a touchdown pass. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm fucking injured. Oh, my God. I can't even walk. Oh, my God. I can't put pressure on my leg. Look at this shit. Look at this shit, man. What are we talking about? ESPN don't show you this. Theories will. Look at this. What is this, man? What is that? He can't even walk for him. What is that? Adrenaline. That's one adrenaline my ass. This is the last play of the game. This is it. You're telling me a guy did that, and now he's doing this. He's outrunning Sam Hubbard to the edge. Fuck out of here, dog. Fuck out of here. Then, was hurt as he hit the here pitch, comes hit the last clip. To put him this is the last clip right here after the game. Do you see a limp? Do you see a guy that could put pressure on that ankle? Do you see a guy that could walk across the field with no grimace on his face? That is fucking crazy Nick, to me, bro. Nick, That's Nick, crazy, dog. Nick, when you're walking like that, there's no pressure. There's nobody running at you. When you're running around on the field, it's a lot different. Oh, really? Because when he was hurt on those passes, you don't think he could have walked back and, or got his footing right and see if he could, you know, you know, and kind of plant his ankle and walk toward, toward, towards the sideline? Fuck out of well, here, he bro. Hopping. You're telling me in those two plays, he was hurt. He threw it in completion. He was hurt. Then he threw a touchdown pass, which was beautiful pass. I'll never take it one. That is a great, great quarterback. That is how you you make plays in the playoffs, that pass. But then he realizes he threw a touchdown pass. All of a sudden, he's hobbling on one leg. The dude looked like he couldn't even fucking hand the ball I don't off. know, bro. I think you're reaching. I think, you're, I, think, I think you are falling into the masses of everybody else saying, oh, this is a legacy game. I he never – Nick, I never said any on one leg, this, that, and the third. Patrick Mahomes is the greatest player of all time, blah, 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 blah. But how about Brady having fucking stitches on his throwing hand with no Gronkowski against the best That's defense That's what this is about. No, 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 no. It's not that. that no. Now I know no, why this came on. No, because you can't crown somebody the GOAT. Nobody crowned them that. With a lot of people have on social media. I'm here to debunk that, bro. I'm here to tell everybody this is bullshit. Yes, he, he, he was hurt. But how? I think it was overblown. I think the whole thing was overblown. I think it's become a story where it's like, oh, my God, Mahomes is miraculous. He's heroic, blah, blah, blah. Because if Mahomes loses that game, oh, well, Mahomes only had one leg, and he lost by three well, points. Well, I agree. Blah, 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 blah. That's yeah. fucking bullshit, dude. John wants me to play it again because I think, uh, I don't know, he just wants to see it again. Plus, I think the sound was fucked, so let me fix it. Play it again. I'll play it again. I, yeah. I, I mean, I, 
I don't think so. I'm here for it, bro. I'm here for the smoke. I've always, I've watched that. I've done my homework. I watched the game, bro. I watched the game. You but can't Nick, fool me, bro. But you can't, Nick, but you can't compare walking to the center of the field to shake hands to when you're running around on a football field. It's immensely different. And when you're adrenaline he is just nothing, ran it seven yards to yes. seal the game with the penalty. Yes. That didn't look like, a, that looked like two different players to me. That happened. Those two plays happened in the third quarter. That one happened in the fourth quarter. Your ankle does not miraculously heal in one quarter. You are hurting, dog. What if he twisted it there? What if he stepped? What if he rolled it? Time out. If he rolled it right there, that's the third quarter. Okay. That's okay. Fine. You got a leg of sand on right there. Third quarter, he twisted it. Go ahead. So he remains down on the field. So now, when he does this play, this play right here, yeah. does he look like he rolled his ankle when he was dropped? No, but he also looks like he didn't stick his right foot into the ground and drive through the ball. You can look see him pull it. up. Look at it. Look at it. You can look see him it. pull look, up. Look at it. Right Go there. ahead, look. Right there. That's his driving look, ankle. Look, yes. Now, yes. look, he's limping. Nick, he's not no, doing nothing. He lived four seconds after the celebration. He, you know it, and I know it, Mike. Mike, I think you're reaching, Mike, bro. I am not reaching. Bro. So you think that he made this entire ankle injury up? I think it's a little bit overblown. I definitely think it's a little bit overblown. Absolutely, it's overblown, bro. Absolutely. Come on, bro. He celebrated, and then all of a sudden, oh, my God, Still my, oh, my, my but, fucking leg. But if you move this one, down. you go from that to this, no way, bro. No way. No fucking way in hell. No way in hell. You can't convince me out here. Nobody will convince me, bro. I will die on this hill. That, that ankle injury was overblown, bro. It's overblown, and everybody's going to use it to support the GOAT argument. He's better than Brady. He's better than Manning. He's better than... than I didn't hear it. Who said that? A lot of people have been saying it on social media. Well, I from a here. talent perspective, yes. We're not talking about... They said this game has catapulted Patrick Mahomes as one of the best games in the playoffs that anybody has ever seen because he, he, he the way he performed and the way he did it on one leg. I'm sorry. I don't understand this. I don't get it. I don't understand it. Yeah, you could tough it out, but you can't tell me the guy was barely putting pressure on his ankle in the third quarter. But then when the last play of the game comes, he was running around and beat Sam Hubbard to the edge what if he, to get the first down. I what don't if buy he, it. But what if he toughed it out? I don't buy it. But I'm just saying, what if he just toughed it out well, and he knew he, he had to do it? That's called well, being a warrior. Well, he could have toughed it out and not limp like that after he threw a touchdown. Why did he, why did he tough it out then? Because I don't know if he tweaked his ankle, Nick. When you're when you're tender like that, it could happen. So he tweaked his ankle in the third quarter. Yeah. Then in the, then in the last play of the game, he's able to beat out Sam Hubbard to the edge to get the to, to get the first down. Nick. Come you on. know damn well if Come that on, was bro. Tom Brady, bro, you would say bro. he's a fucking warrior and it's passion. Look, the last play of the game, it looked like he was running at full speed. They looked like there was any any limitations at all in that run, bro. That's all I'm saying. And then when he got up off the ground, he was limping. Of course he's going to limp because he's selling an act. When, bro, when, when you, are fu hit, you are shot out that you are saying that, bro. When he got hit. He flopped like he, when he got hit. I agree on that. Yes. That's why I said. They shouldn't even call that penalty, but that's but a different that's thing. that's the whole point. But he didn't know they called the penalty. If he gets up and starts <laughs> limping, then the call is going to go your way a little bit more. That's my argument. If he, if your quarterback gets up after a late hit, just say they didn't throw the flag at you, Mike. If yeah. they, if they did, if, if he got up limping, the, the, the refs would have huddled together and they would have threw the flag eventually. That's my beef. Well, I think that with the with the roughing the passer call, he would have got it anyway because he's a superstar. He's already earned that respect. And that's just what happens when you're on that level. He's he's like the golden boy. Him, Josh Allen, Tom Brady. They get calls that other players don't get. I mean, there was a couple of times where you see Chris Jones or one of the linemen, Frank Clark, 
two seconds after the play, push Josh Joe Burrow into the end zone. I know. I saw he that just too. doesn't. He's not. I don't know why, but he's not on the Brady Mahomes Allen level yet of those calls. I saw that too. I saw that. Well, too. actually, I'm not even going to say Allen because Allen takes out beating, but that's yep. his fault. So I, I'll say Mahomes and Brady. I agree. I just don't believe that. I don't think that he was making anything more of it. I just think at certain times he could have tweaked his ankle and things like that. I know what you're saying. I know exactly what you're saying. I just, I don't, I don't know. I don't buy, I don't buy into that, bro. I really don't because you can see that like, again, adrenaline, adrenaline. I feel like could overtake that. Oh, the only one I will say, I'll give you some credit on. Well, a lot of credit, the run at the end of the game, when he ran out of bounds, that does make sense because at that point he was picking up speed yeah. on a bomb ankle. So that is the one, like the other ones I'll, I'll fight you with, but that one I can, I'll, like, I'll say, okay, like that is kind of, you know, it's weird. You figured out how to get the strength to run seven yards and you ran all the way across. He used it as a ploy. That's what I'm saying. I think he used it to his advantage, though, because if he because when he, when he threw that touchdown pass, it was, oh, my God, Patrick Mahomes threw that laser dart with one leg. Right. Well, yeah, that's what all the announcers do now. Exactly right. Yeah. Then he threw an incompletion. He threw the one ball to, to MVS. MVS literally had to spin around and catch it. Beautiful and it was catch. a great catch. Beautiful catch. Great catch. But you got Tony Romo on there saying, what a perfect throw by Patrick Mahomes. Dave, interesting theory, theories. <laughs> that's a fact. I, I, it's not a fact. It's an opinion. I have an, a strong opinion theory. about that because yeah. when I watch the clips, the storylines don't even match up. Because last week against Jacksonville, he hurt his ankle and he could barely hand the ball off, bro. Well, they did take him off the injury report. Listen, listen. Then he, yeah, correct. He could barely ha hand off the ball. Then he wasn't on the injury report. Then, then he walked off the podium, no limp. Then he wasn't on the injury report. Then he walks into the ASC championship game tunnel to the stadium with no limp. Now, all of a sudden, he's on the field and he's limping. I'm not buying it. And then the last play of the game, he runs full speed for a first down. I, you, you can't, you can fool the public because the public loves you. And this is only going to increase his legacy even of course. more when he when he plays on one leg and he beat Joe Burrow on one leg in the ASC Championship game. That's my point. They're, well, they're already saying that, and it's similar. It's going to go but down that's with my point. It's Nick. It's the same thing with the flu game. And then it's, uh, I mean, not for nothing, but Tom Brady's stitch on his hand, like that should have been bigger. But then you got Bill Belichick. That's oh, not open heart surgery. There you go. But everybody has, like, certain players have those things. Like Aaron Rodgers, uh, I, I don't know, was his his shoulder or something like that, where he came out from halftime and came in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His shoulder. Yeah, yeah. they were down. They're like, making fun. They they're down. making fun of him, saying he was high. Well, they were on losing, the interview. Yeah, they were losing in that. So game you see things back. like Paul Pierce. They just have those moments. But I, I like what they're saying with Mahomes is like that is a narrative they're going to drive. Yep. They're going to drive. Because, like, for the rest of Mahomes' career, at least for the foreseeable future, they're going to point to that, especially if he wins the Super Bowl. They're going to point to that as, like, his moment. Look, man, I know it's not a popular opinion, but I'm not here to be popular, bro. I'm here to give you the truth. I'm here to give you what ESPN ain't going to talk about. And that's a fact to me, bro. Like, when I watch those clips, you can't convince me that it wasn't a little bit overblown. You just can't. He knows what's at stake. He knows. He knows. Yeah, he I, knows yeah, I get it. He throws a touchdown pass like the way he did, and he limps. He's going to get more credit for that pass than, than ever, even though it was a beautiful pass. Yeah, it was a laser. But he was going to get way more credit because he threw it on one leg. And I'm here to say that's bullshit. Yeah. Seriously, I am. Because when I watched the game, there was some series he's limping, and then there's some series he's not. 
You can't. Yeah, tell no, me, I agree with you. You can't it's... tell me a week ago you could barely hand the ball off. Then you're not on the injury report. What is the truth? Yeah, I mean, Wh- what you're telling me? He's that uh, immortal to where he can't get hurt for a week. That's fucking insane. Bro. It could have been mind games. It could have been mind games, but that's what I'm saying. That's well, they say high ankle sprains are like four weeks, and he well, recovered in a week. That's what I'm saying. He yeah. wasn't on the injury report. He's walking off the podium with no limp. He's entering the stadium with no limp. Unless he they shot him up with, with no Toradol. Maybe. Well, medicine, to like painkillers. Maybe, but explain the third quarter of him limping in yeah. two separate occasions. At, at So the third, the one with the, uh, the incompletion was a three and out. That was the first possession that the Chiefs had. And... That was about eight minutes and 38 seconds left in the third quarter. The second one where he threw the touchdown pass was about four minutes left in the second quarter. I mean, third quarter. So that's a very short time frame. When he dropped back the pass or throw that touchdown, you didn't look like there was any limitations. He right. was he was, he was was moving on that ankle. And then he threw the touchdown pass. Then he miraculously limps. Then the last, uh, you know, the, the, the fourth quarter, no limp. The last play of the game, he's hustling down the sideline. And you, you, with no limitation, that, that's literally impossible, bro. That's impossible. That's the only one where I legitimately you can't tell me like, like, oh, like, dude, you would be hobbling. You wouldn't even be thinking about running because your ankle's so fucking sore yeah. or hurting. That's my point. Whether you you agree or not, it's fine. I'm just here to give my opinion on it. Yeah, and it's not popular. Yeah. I might get killed for it from 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 people watching this podcast, but I don't really care because what I showed you is the breakdown of how I see things. Yeah, no, no, I'm with you, dude. I mean, look, if that's what you saw, and that's what you saw, it's definitely interesting. Like I said, it's weird. I don't agree with all of it. I do agree with the one running to the sideline because that's just weird, man. Yeah. All right, guys, thank you for tuning in tonight. That ends our show. I'm going to pass it off to Theories, and we'll see you guys on Thursday. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. We appreciate all the love, support, and the comments. If you guys haven't done so already, please don't forget to like, subscribe, and hit the notification bell on YouTube. We are also available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeart, Megaphone, Stitcher, and all that other shit. Also, follow us on all of our social platforms as you do not want to miss our daily content on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And we will see you guys this Thursday at PI, baby.